welcome to our time together as ministers and as pastors. Just want to today encourage you, strengthen you, and let you know that your God is on the throne. The devil is a liar, and you are a winner. I want us to uh, talk about living strong in this season, in this harsh time of human predicaments, globally speaking. How do you, as ministers, pastors, you know, live strong today? So let's go to the Bible. Um, the Word of God has a way of keeping us for every good work. So let's get to uh, the book of Second Timothy chapter 2. I want us to just spend some time together today and be blessed. How do you live strong today? What do you need to do to live strong? I think one of the greatest men in the Bible was Paul the Apostle. And to us as Gentiles who are not Jews, Apostle Paul was very, is very dear to us. He's, he's, he's very, uh, 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 very beloved by all non-Jews because he was sent to us. And as ministers, he ministered for the house of Israel too, but he talked to us a lot. And I want us to see what he said. And I love what he wrote toward the end of his physical life here on earth. He wrote to Timothy, his son in the faith, to be was a minister in Ephesus, also a pastor. So let's learn from him how to live strong. Let's read Second Timothy chapter 2 from verse 1 and we read it to verse 7. It says this, let's read it together. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Then the next verse is, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Verse 3 says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Verse 5, and also if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Verse 6, the hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Finally, the next verse, consider what I say. And may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Can I give verse 8 as uh, a kind of, uh, uh, it, it, to cap it? We read verse 8 and verse 9. Remember that Jesus Christ, of the seed of David, was raised from the dead by according to my gospel, for which I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of change. But the word of God is not changed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Let, 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 let's, let's, let's dig into this. If you're going to live strong in this season and be really be a blessing to our people as ministers of the gospel. Paul told Timothy that the first thing you must do, he said, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. What is grace? The gift of God available in Christ Jesus. He said, be strong in that gift. Be strong in that blessing. You know, the Bible said, for the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord, our Jesus Christ. Praise God. The grace of God. If you are going to be strong today, you have to learn how to establish yourself and strengthen yourself in the grace of God. Remember God told Paul when he was going through some struggles and he called upon the Lord three times, chapter 12, 7 Corinthians, the Lord appeared to him and said, my grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in weakness. Hallelujah. My grace is sufficient for you. At this hour, at this time, in this season, 
My grace is sufficient for you. So avail yourself of the grace of God. Be strengthened in that grace. Let's read some couple of things about grace of God in Romans chapter 5. Uh, it says this about grace. First of all, before we talk about Romans 5, what is the grace itself? Oh, Paul told us in chapter 9, so chapter 8, 2 Corinthians verse 9, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Oh, so you are rich through the poverty of Jesus. Jesus went bankrupt to bankroll you. Praise God, somebody. <laughs> Jesus went bankrupt to bankroll you. So he took your poverty upon himself and released his riches to you. He became poor for our sake. People say Jesus was poor. Why? For our sake he became poor. Why? That he might become rich. So you are now rich with every blessing. The Bible says, thanks be to God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Be strong in those blessings. Be mighty in those blessings. Not in yourself, not in your ability, not in your effort, not in your education, not in your intelligence, but be strong in that grace that has been offered richly to us by Jesus dying for us on the cross and giving up his life that he might have life. Praise God. And how do you use this grace? Romans 5, 17 says this, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign. Amplified, so they will reign as kings in life through the one Jesus Christ. As a minister, God just doesn't want you to undergo things. He wants you to overcome them. He wants you to reign as kings. He wants you to stand up tall and sit on top of situations. And you can only do that by grace, not by your own effort. No man shall prevail by his own strength. But grace of God is the key to it. And, and Paul was telling the ministers, the elders of the church in Ephesus in the Acts 20 when he was rounding up with them. And he said this to them in Acts 20 verse 32. I would like you to see it in your Bible. And it says this, So now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance, your person among all those who are sanctified. So you want to have your person as a minister? You want to see God's destiny fulfill your life? You want to see God's grace? You want to see the blessing? You want to see the victory? You want to walk out of trouble into the blessings of God? Your person is waiting for you and is, you have to enter there through word of his grace. So pick up the word of his grace. That's the New Testament. We have the law and the prophet. Then we have the word of his grace, the New Testament. And you feed on it. Let it build you up. You become strong. So Paul was told, telling Timothy, you therefore my son, be strong in the grace. That's where? In Christ Jesus. Don't forget that Jesus Christ is the one who called you. And you can do all things through Christ who, is, who strengthens you. Hallelujah. So, let's look at the next verse. If you're going to live strong today, you have to express this strength to those who are around you. How? Second Timothy 2 verse 2 says, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now, now, surround yourself with faithful men, reliable men, strong men. Don't go around with the weak people. Don't go around with those who are just down. Of course, you can be around them to help them, but don't let them share their spirit with you and let them pull you down. When you are going to anybody who is weak, you are going to impart strength as a minister. Don't go down with those who are down. Rather, 
take them up with you when they are down and go with those who are up to be lifted up continually. He said, the things that you have heard from me, so you have to go back to your Bible and feed on the scriptures. If you are going to live strong today, you're going to have to listen to what you have read from Paul and learn from it. The, the, the New Testament that Paul wrote, you need to sit down with it and get into it and feed on it. And Paul told Timothy, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable. And the verse 17 says, the more God will be perfect, thoroughly false. Also sit down with the whole of scriptures and learn and grow, and then begin to say it, begin to teach others who are faithful around you, those who are faithful among your members. Don't, don't, don't only complain about those who are not coming to church, those who are not in the ministry. You just start feeding those who are there. You start giving them, and they will take it to others. They will share with others. And people will see their lives and be encouraged and strengthened. As a pastor, sometimes you can be so concerned about those who are not, who are not serious. Those who are serious are among you, put into them. And those who are not serious will see those who are serious and begin to take off from there. So share what you got. Share the, you, you, cannot, you cannot live on strong without sharing strength. And the Bible says, you know, let's go to the book of Judges chapter 14, verse 14. When they, they, that, that was Samson giving the many of the riddles that he, he got in, in, in his in-law's house. It says, verse 14, chapter 14, he said, he said to them, out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. Wow. So you begin to give the people sweet word of God because you are strengthened by faith and grace of God. And then you can also, because you are eating, you can give them something to eat. Hallelujah. So out of the eater. So feed on the word of God. Now, the next thing, verse 3, if you are going to live strong, 2 Timothy 2, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I love what this Bible said, the Amplified Bible says, as a first class soldier of Jesus Christ. I have this picture in my office, which is lovely. I have this picture of a soldier, the three pictures together in one frame. The first one is this soldier, a good soldier, a first class soldier of Jesus Christ. You are a soldier. You are a soldier. You are in a warfare. You are to maintain and expand the territorial integrity of the kingdom of God. You must not give any inch to the enemy. In fact, you must also take the enemy's lot and bring it into God's kingdom. I remember one of these American generals, Judge Patty. You know, he was a great general. He was a war machine. <laughs> and, 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 and there's something he said to his soldiers when they report to his you know, barracks. He will say this to them. How many of you are here to die for your country? We will say, I'm, I'm here, yeah, yes. You say, go back home. We don't need you. He said, you are the one, say, I want people that can make the enemies die for their own country and take over their country. Now, we're not killing anybody as God's, as God's soldiers, but we are making the enemy to be rooted out. We are making the demons to flee. We are going to take over. We're going to take charge. And we're going to like, advance the course of the kingdom. So you have to endure hardship. Soldiers don't go to war and just look for easy life of pleasure. A soldier goes for a life of purposeful direction. He's giving a command and he follows it through. So he said, endure hardship. The first thing, if you're going to express life of strength and be strong in the grace of God, after expressing to others, is that you're going to have to endure hardship. When things go tough, you get tougher yourself. You just maintain your ground and don't give in and don't give up. If you have to give anything, give thanks in the midst of your situation. So endure hardship. Endure hard times. Don't let anything face you. Don't let anything knock you down. Don't let anything overtake you. Don't let anything hold you back except God who is over you. That soldier said to Jesus, I'm a man under authorities, having soldiers under me. Praise God. 
You're a man under authority. You're a soldier. You're standing for Jesus Christ. Don't forget that. Now, this is important. And Paul was talking about soldiering, how to be a soldier, effective first-class soldier. Verse 4 says, No one engaging in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who and listen as a soldier. One of your greatest, if not probably the greatest thing you have to do as a soldier is to please your master, is to please your commander, and to focus on your commander's voice and listen to his voice and follow it through and make it happen. You know, in the in the in the army, in the military, the command is to be carried out fully and discharged to the best of your ability. That's your job as a minister of the gospel. You are a soldier of Jesus Christ and your commander is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So you have to stand at attention and obey him to the end, to the uttermost, because he's your master. He said, you don't get engaged in affairs of this life. Don't get involved in all these troubles going around us. Don't get involved in pet opinions, conspiracy theories, and troubles of life. Focus on the good news. Focus on Jesus. Focus on the power of God. Focus on the, on the people of God. And focus on the kingdom of God. You know, don't get entangled with, you know, spending time in entertainment all the time, in pleasures of life, and you lose sight of what you are called to do. Don't run too much of side business. You forget your main business. Hallelujah. Praise God. Remember Martha? Martha welcomed Jesus into her house. And in the bid to welcome Jesus, was busy preparing meal for Jesus. And her sister sat at the feet of Jesus listening to his teaching. And Martha was, Bible says, was concerned about many things. And she walked in and said to Jesus, don't you care that my sister has left me alone? Tell her to come and join me. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are concerned about many things. But one thing is needful, listening to the voice of your master. So please, I know there are a lot of things competing for your attention, administration, people, struggles, the news of the country, the news of pandemic, all things around you, the troubles, and, you know, some things on Facebook, some things on social media, da, 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 all kinds of news and problems. But keep yourself focused. This one thing I do. Praise God. Not 50 things you dabble into. Don't get yourself entangled in ongoing relationship with people, with opposite sex, with money. Don't get entangled. Keep working with God. Keep going with God. Keep don't don't let, even let ordinary legitimate things entangle you. Don't get trapped in some of the habits, some of the hobbies. Don't 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 don't, don't be carried away. Don't start living your life for hobbies, for stuff. Focus on pleasing your master. The next verse says this, verse five, and also if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. This verse really built me out. Uh, years ago. You know, I noticed something God will tell me to do things. I want to do things for God in the ministry. And I'll keep on failing and struggling. And I'll say, God, I'm trying to do what you said. Then God said, look here, you're going to have to follow the rules. Just because I told doesn't mean that you just can do anything to make it happen. Yeah, I ask you to win soul. We have to do it according to the rules. Yes, I ask you to prosper. We have to do it according to the rules. Yes, I ask you to preach healing. But you just can do what you like there. You have to follow the rules. There are rules governing things. Like now, when you play football, they won't let you win without following the rules. You can't be playing offside and score. No way. Yeah, you put the ball in the net, but it's not counted as a score, as a goal, because you are not following the rules. 
Praise God. So the same way, you're going to have to follow the rules. Ask yourself, what are the rules governing services? What are the rules governing faith? What are the rules governing love? What are the rules governing ministry, services, doing things? What are the rules governing relationships? What are the rules governing marriage? Husband, love your wife. Wife, submit to your husband. Children, obey your parents. Children, you know, fathers, bring up your children. These are rules governing life. You just can't be without rules. You cannot rule without rules. A ruler is somebody who keeps the rules. And Paul told Timothy, if you don't keep the rules, if you don't obey the rules, you cannot be crowned. Being a ruler takes you to follow the rules. So find a rule governing issue, situation, governing money, then you can move on with it. As a leader, follow the rules. Don't bend the rules for yourself, for yourself all the time. You will not have anything to rule over. Praise God. So you, you are competing. You are competing against darkness. Don't let darkness overtake you. You are competing for souls away from other things of life. Let's go after it. Let's play according to rules. And the greatest rule is the rule of love. Love never fails. The second to it is the rule of faith. The rule of hope. Other things follow. That was says, these things remain. These three abide. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. Praise God. So let's, let's follow the rule. Praise God and follow God and run our race quite well. Next verse is this verse 6. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crop. So if you're going to live strong, you're going to have to work hard. When I say work hard, what do I mean? Let's go out to 1 Timothy. Let him tell us. Well, 2 Timothy, let's hear from 1 Timothy 5 verse 17. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially those who labor or who work hard in the word and in doctrine, teaching, preaching, praise God. So the hard-working farmer must be forced to partake of the crop. You want to partake the crop? You want to have the harvest in your life? You have to labor in sowing and laboring on the field. Jesus said, pray that the Lord of Abed will send laborers into his field, workers, not just entertainers on the pulpit, but workers laboring at preaching and teaching. Look at Jesus himself. The Bible said in Matthew 9, 35, uh, the Lord Jesus went about every city and every village in Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every manner of sickness and every manner of disease among the people. Every city, every village, Christ was good. He was laboring, not just entertaining and talking about what's going around them, was preaching and teaching the word of God. So if you are going to believe strong, teach the word of God, preach the word of God in season and out. You know, Paul was telling Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he was telling him this, verse 1, chapter 4, verse 1, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will do the living and the dead, out Sapphira and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, encourage with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, sound teaching, but according to their own desire, because they have itching ears, they will hit on themselves, teachers, return their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill. Feel to the full your ministry duties. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it's important for us to live strong by working hard, preaching, teaching, laboring, watching over people's lives, and caring for their soul. Hallelujah. Then Paul said this in verse 7. Consider what I say 
And may the Lord give you understanding in all things. He gave us three pictures. First, soldier. Second, an athlete. Third, a farmer. I got a picture about a farmer, an athlete, and a soldier. As a soldier, you don't get entangled. You endure hardship to win and keep the territorial integrity of the kingdom of God. As an athlete, you keep the rules to be crowned. Success is available to those who play by the rules. And then you can only enjoy the harvest when you work hard. Those three pictures, Paul told Timothy, be mindful of them. Consider what I say. And when you consider these three and look at it, God will give you understanding in all things that you have to do and you have to perform as a minister. So when you consider the soldier's life, consider the athlete, athletes and consider the farmer, these three levels of understanding can give you understanding in everything you are doing, what you have to do. You want to see a harvest, plant the seed. You want to be crowned and be successful, play by the rule. And if you want to please your master, don't get entangled. Glory to God. Let's do that. And the Lord will help us to live strong. And finally, remember Jesus Christ. He was of the seed of David and he rose from the dead according to our gospel. Jesus is the center of your strength. That's our gospel. And don't forget, whatever happens to you, whatever can limit you, it cannot limit the word of God on your lips and in your mouth. That's why Paul said in verse 9, For that gospel, I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of change, misunderstood and persecuted. But the word of God is not changed. The word of God cannot be limited. They can ask us not to go to church. They can imprison us like Paul, but the word of God will still flow through our mouth, through every medium available to us, online, offline, on-site, off-site. We speak, we declare the word of God. And like God spoke at the beginning, when the earth was formless and void and darkness upon the face of the deep, and God said, let there be light. It's time for us to speak the light of the gospel into our world. And the light will shine in the midst of darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome it. Thank you, my fellow minister, my colleague in the ministry. Live strong. Go on strong in the Lord. For your labor is not in vain. And when the chief surpass shall appear, you will receive from me unfading crown of glory. God bless you. Amen.